This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for April 15th, 2011. In the news this week, the Health IT Policy Committee has approved a long list of recommendations from its Privacy and Security Tiger Team that now will be considered for federal rules and regulations. Among them is a plan to require participants in Stage 2 of the High Tech Act's Electronic Health Record Incentive Program to verify how they are keeping stored data secure, such as through encryption. Devin McGraw, co-chair of the Tiger Team, stressed at the committee's Wednesday meeting that this EHR incentive requirement would reinforce the HIPAA security rule and would not require the use of encryption in all cases. The team hopes that by calling attention to the issue of protecting stored data in the incentive program stage two meaningful use requirements, it can help make a dent in the number of organizations that have to report breaches of data, McGraw said. She pointed out that many of the incidents on the federal list of major health information breaches reported so far have involved the loss or theft of unencrypted devices or media. When a breach is publicized in the news media, it damages the public's confidence in electronic health records and related systems, says Paul Eggerman, a software entrepreneur who co-chairs the Tiger Team. A lot of these breaches happen because people aren't paying attention to some of the things they're supposed to be doing, he said. In this week's featured blog, I point out that Dr. Farzad Mastashari, the new head of the Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology, is well qualified for the role. When Dr. David Blumenthal recently announced plans to step down as head of ONC, I said his successor should be someone who has executed IT projects and has the ability to collaborate well with others. Based on his extensive experience implementing large projects, Mastashari seems to be a good fit. One of the next big tasks for ONC is crafting the meaningful use rules for Stage 2 of the High-Tech Electronic Health Record Incentive Program. We're hoping Mastashari will take an aggressive leadership role in working with the top brass at the Department of Health and Human Services to ensure that tough privacy and security provisions are included in the final rule for Stage 2 criteria. At a recent meeting, Mastashari stressed that ONC must emphasize putting patients and their interests in the center of everything we do their interests, including privacy and security. He also stressed the need to move from strategy to execution on many of the things that we've started and designed. And that's good news indeed. I'll be back after a short break with the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured interview, Dr. James Walker of Geisinger Health System says a new consortium of five leading healthcare organizations hopes to demonstrate the secure national exchange of health information. The organizations that form the Care Connectivity Consortium plan to develop policies, procedures, and tools that others can use for health information exchange, explains Walker, Geisinger's Chief Health Information Officer. In addition to Geisinger, the consortium participants include Mayo Clinic, 
Kaiser Permanente, Intermountain Healthcare, and Group Health Cooperative. Here's a clip from that interview. It's interesting. The standards, for the most part, exist. The trick comes because with every standard, you need to make implementation decisions. And what can happen is if organizations make those implementation decisions, even though they're using national standards, if they make those implementation decisions individually, they can end up being unable to share information. And so part of the point of the consortium is that we'll make those implementation decisions together, document those carefully, and save other organizations, we hope, the effort of, of having to make those decisions and also give them the confidence that if they implement the model that we've created, that they'll be able to interoperate easily. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.